gonna make you bend and break. Say a prayer, but let the good times roll. In case God doesn't show. And I want these words to make things right, but if the wrongs that make the words come to life, well, who does he think he is? Guys, that was a little sad way to. That was so sad. You know what? This hey, year, hey, uh, I want to tell you something. I was sitting here, I was sitting here watching that fan. You know what? I was actually very salty before the show, but now I actually think I'm shedding a tear under these glasses. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was pretty deep right there, man. I will say, I, I had this idea earlier, and I I used to love that song as a kid. And I don't know why. It's just, it's a good song. I mean, yeah, it's, it gets the emotions flowing. But I was like, you know what? This song kind of summarizes what we've been through, summarizes the year that we had a little bit. Um, came up just short, just short, 10 days ago, nine days ago, whatever it was in Kansas City. But you know what? There's a lot to be proud of. We're going we're gonna to break it all down today. And um, it, it's it's tough to digest. It really, really is. But you know what? We're here. We're going to talk about it. And there's a lot to look forward to because the Bills' future is very bright. Um, Will, Ashley, what are your thoughts right now, nine days later after that uh, AFC Championship game loss in Kansas City? I mean, I'll gladly go first on this one. <laughs> Ashley, if you yeah. want to go, go ahead. But I just want to – you know, I just kind of want to kill this real quick. You know, like, it's so easy for me. <laughs> go ahead. Right. I mean, go to be honest, like, the first day, I was sad. Like, anytime someone from – like, obviously, I have a lot of friends at the gym that are Bills fans. So, we give each other that look. That, like, look of sadness. Like, you know what just happened, but we don't really want to talk about it. So, mm -hmm. that was my mood on Monday. I just could not be touched. I was just sad as hell. And people who don't live in Buffalo, like my boyfriend doesn't live in Buffalo, so he doesn't really get how important football is to us here. So I'm trying to show him that and make him understand, like, we're going to be sad, especially when we've waited our, most of us our entire adult lives yeah. to see our team do this well and then to come up just short of the goal that we have been trying to achieve this entire time. You know, I they were outclassed. The Chiefs were definitely 100% a better team. But, you know, as the week went on, I was like, okay, like, I can deal with this. 
Now it's like, who do I root against in the Super Bowl? Who do I root for? I don't want to root for anybody. I wish it was a tie. I wish that could happen, but it can't. So my friend brought up a good point. She goes, you got to root for someone to lose. I go, and that's a way better way to look at it. I'd rather root for Tom Brady to lose or root for the dirty Kansas City Chiefs to lose. So someone's got to lose. <laughs> that is a good point. I think when you look at when you look at how far this team's come, though, and and Ashley, you brought it up, and I, and I think we brought it up. Hot. Um, Will Will was alive for the glory years. Will was alive in the nineties. Will was Will, how, 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 Will, how old were you in the nineties? You were probably in what your twenties or thirties in the nineties. <laughs> that's pretty funny, Fredo. That's funny. I know what you well, mean. No, but see, but, uh... but see, <laughs> seriously, though, you, you, were, you, were your, you were probably in your 20s in the 90s. The thing is, Ashley and I were, I, I was one for the last Super Bowl. Barely even could say my first name, let alone eat applesauce, let alone know what the Buffalo Bills were. And yeah. I mean, we, we, we've seen this team grow from. And we brought it up in past episodes, three and 13, six and 10, five and 11, all the way to now in 2020 when they go 13 and three. And, and my one friend, shout out to my friend, Matt Sacklosa from St. Bonaventure. He, he tweeted this week. He goes, you know what? We didn't want to win anyway. I go, what the hell's wrong with you? We didn't want to win anyway. He goes, you know why? He goes, I want to be able to celebrate in the stadium with everybody, not 6,000 people, not 17,000 fans in Kansas City. He goes, I want to be able to celebrate it with everybody. I want to be able to hug 65,000 random people. I want to be able to go out afterwards. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that. The parade. Like, great point. Okay. The parade, the parade. Exactly. I don't want a virtual parade. This is what you do. This is what you do. So you recommend to your friend a good counselor is what you start with there. <laughs> Because obviously, that's what he needs. You know, he needs a hug. Because anybody in their right mind who says that we didn't want to win anyway is out of their mind. We didn't want to win, but for a whole other reason, man. And uh, that's why I was saying I was going to lead off, because I don't have any excuses for the shit show I watched that day. Like, what happened with those boys on that field? You know, um, you can sit back and you can blame coaching. You can say, oh, well, we went up against the OG coach who knows in and out, blah, 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 blah. No, the Buffalo Bills were locked and loaded. We had weapons on top of weapons. We had zero running game going into that, that uh, playoff game. We knew we didn't have a running game going into that game. But yet and still, we choose to try to run the ball every damn That's down. Why? And, yeah. and so that totally defies logic. And then, not only that, we get Josh back on his heels back there because they, they blitzed the hell out of us which meant that that middle was open and we didn't exploit the fact that we could dump that ball over the middle. At first I was saying Josh wasn't seeing our receivers. I'm like, come on, Josh. Somebody is open. I kept doing that. I was pissed. Somebody's open. Well, when they showed the aerial view, nobody was open. They did a hell of a job of defending our um, receivers. They locked us down, but they can't lock everybody down. So what they did was disrespected our running game. They knew we didn't have one. So they basically let Singletary do his thing, and he didn't get off mm-hmm. because we didn't devise a game plan to allow him to get off. Like, hit him in the flat. He's not that guy that's running up the hole. It's not happening. I just want them to stop thinking that, that he's that guy. It won't happen. They need to get him out in space, you know, hit him out in the flat, and, and let him try to create that way. Let him pick and choose some holes. The Bills lost that game because they got off of their game plan. They got off of attack mode, high attack mode, defensively and offensively 
Defensively, we've got Patrick Mahomes in the backfield limping in between every play yeah. back to the huddle. He's, vis- he's visibly limping, which means if you put a rush on this boy, get him running, he's hurting, his foot is hurt, couple good hits, you never want to hurt anybody, but God bless America, shit happens, and we <laughs> could have put him on his back in that game. We could have put him on his back because Mahomes was out there seeing cobwebs already, barely able to make it through the game, and we can't get to this, guy. I mean, that is a discredit to our entire defense for everything that we've done that's been successful. Everything that we've done to get us to that playoff game, we did not do in that playoff game against a team that we knew were coming and kind of beat up. They still had weapons, man, but we let two guys kill us. Kelsey and and my boy, you know, I got got him, my boy, Tiger Hill. He kicked butt for me all fantasy, but I wanted him on his back this game, and they just ran him up back there, man. They just let them do what the hell they want to do. That's a pass rush issue. That's a coaching issue. That's definitely an offensive coordinating issue as far as the game plan. And they deserve to lose that game. They didn't get beat by Kansas City. They beat themselves in that playoff game. I'll tell you this. Going into this game, going into this game, I I said two things. I said, one, I go, Stephon Diggs is going to have a day. Rashawn Breeland was uh, in what? I think it was concussion protocol or something all week long. He, or COVID protocol, something. He came out on Saturday or Friday. All week, I'm like, this guy really hasn't practiced. Stephon Diggs is the best wide receiver in the league right now. He's going to have a day. Breland shut him down. And it wasn't even just Breland. It was double teams. I mean, they had a plan to stop Diggs, and they did. They executed it to perfection. And the, the other note that I want to bring up, because I think, A, it, if Diggs gets over 120 yards in that game, I think if he has another 60, 70 yards, the Bills have a better shot at winning that game. I'm not going to say that they would have won, but they would have had a better shot. The play that just – sucked all the momentum out of that stadium for the Bills, that sucked the momentum out of the season for the Bills, that lost that game for the Bills was that screen pass drop by Devin Singletary. He I agree. Pretty, yeah. pretty much was going to take that ball to the house, if not at, 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 at least to the 20-yard line, the KC 20. And that was third down. And we, we could have went up 16 nothing on that drive right there. And Singletary's drop, and then you bring your defense back on the field. KC scores. KC does what KC does best. And the whole time, I, I just kept saying, let them score in the second quarter. And they did. It was it was 9 nothing going into the second. But, I mean, we – it was tough to watch. Let's put it that way. It was tough to watch. It was tough Josh, to watch. Josh yeah. running backwards was tough to watch. Josh it was Houston all over again. The opposite direction was, yep. was tough to watch. You know, and, and that's an issue. That's a that's a line issue. They they didn't have any kind of Josh was running for his life back there, which he does all the yeah. time, and he usually scrambles out of that mess. But the but the thing is, every single damn play, that's the problem. I mean, every play they were in that bag, they blitzed us with disrespect. Like they disrespected the fact that we could complete a pass. They sent the house. And that yeah. means that you're, that means your guys up in the booth need to look at that and say, okay, just what I said three games ago, four games ago. They bring in the house, let them come. As soon as them bitches come, drop it right over the line and, and eat with your tight ends, man. Eat with Singletary. I, I know he dropped that pass. I get it. I want to bring his little neck. But if you can get him out in space, even over the line of scrimmage, bring him out of the backfield, man. Don't even keep him back there as a blocker because you he is not blocking those boys. If you look at any tape from that game, you'll see they lived in that backfield the whole damn game. Yeah, they man, did. Will, you are just going off today. Like, I have not seen you like this all season, man. You are on a different well, level. 
it's pissed up for eight days. You know, I've been I've been yeah. in therapy trying to forget this damn loss, and now here I am talking about it again. So I'm ready. <laughs> but um, I did want to bring up a point. Like if this offense and this, like we kind of looked like we regressed back to two years ago when we really favored the running game. Like we were giving the ball to Devin Singletary over and over, and I hated every second of it, um, because it just didn't work, and we knew that. And um, Sean McDermott was being going back to his conservative coaching ways. He wasn't going for it on the fourth downs like he should yeah. have been. I don't even right. understand why you wouldn't go for that when you're down. He said he wanted the points. Like, he, he explained it after, but he's, like, going back. I would have went for it. He, he had been so, like, gung-ho about going for it on fourth down, even when they were winning during the season. So I don't know what changed in this game. I, I agree with you, Ashley. And, and there's multiple times, like, I, I – it was inside the the ten, and it I know we were. It was either nearing the second or the end of the first half, or was into the in the third quarter. I forget exactly when it was, but it was fourth and two from like I think the seven or eight yard line. And all season, Sean McDermott's going for that play. Yeah. All season, he's he's either throwing a play action pass out there, or he's fullback or a, a, a halfback dive, or. Allen's gonna try you to have take the number it one red zone offense. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, and and to go for three, and I and I get the approach. I do. I understand. You know what? We want points. We we know we need points. Let's get the points when we can get them. But no, you know what? The bottom line is, you you need to get the points in bunches. You you can't settle for a field goal in that situation. And, and that was tough to watch. And and I'll, I'll tell you, nobody. And, and we said it all week leading up to the game. Nobody gave the Bills credit in this game. I, I was in Kansas City for the game, and everybody there was – and I will say they were right. They said, yeah, we're going to probably put up close to 40. Well, we'll give you guys 20. That's what everybody said. And they, they were damn right. They were damn near right. And I, it's funny to me because no, nobody gave us a shot there. Everybody thought that we were a joke. And the bottom line is, is that this matchup – is probably going to be a repeat of the AFC championship game next year as well. Yep. Um, and I, the bills have a very easy schedule in 2022 or 2021, 2022. Um, the chiefs, I haven't had a chance to look at their schedule. I imagine it's going to get tougher because their schedule was not really anything to write home about this season. Um, but bottom line is this, the bills went 13 and three. They lost two straight back in weeks, uh, weeks four and five or five and six, whatever that was. And they were, they were a Hail Murray away from going 14 and two and, and winning what nine straight. That's crazy I mean, to think about. Right. It is. They're one play away from going 14 and two and winning uh, a bunch of straight games. And I, I'm trying to find when that game was. I know it was in October. But the bottom line is this, is that this team's good. This team's here to stay. And one, two, three, four. Yeah, it was weeks five and six. They lost back-to-back games to the Titans and the Chiefs. And then they lost in week nine to the Cardinals. So they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight games. Okay. They were literally a loss away from going, what, from 13 straight games or four, or 12 straight games? Damn. Well, not 12. I think All right, now listen. That's a that's a fact. Buffalo Bills were on a roll, but let's just be real. Okay, you remember we were about to play Pittsburgh, and uh, I was like, yeah, they're eleven and zero, you know, blah blah blah. Yes. What, what at that time I think eleven and one. Well, the same thing about the Buffalo Bills, man. I mean, I get it. We stopped some people out, but some of those mm-hmm. games we almost allowed people to come back and beat us because 
of coaching error. You know, we laid down at the wrong time. We didn't decide to play into the second half or we took our third quarter off like we usually do. The Buffalo Bills are a phenomenal team. When you look at it on paper and even when you look at the talent that we have, because they actually put that on field, man. We had everybody on our side, most of the commentators all yeah. season. Wow, nobody wants to play the Buffalo Bills. But the problem yep. with the Bills is that it's the truth. You don't know which guys are going to show up in the box calling the plays or sometimes the coaches on the field. I mean, you have to adjust to what you're playing, and you always have to play to your strength. If you know you don't have a running game, then you know what you do? You try to run, obviously. You got to try to keep honest, but you don't make that your bread and butter. We were running Singletary like we thought that we had a hell of a running game. It was delusional. It was delusional. I mean, he did he did it mm-hmm. a couple weeks before. They even did it against Indy. You do it in the most important game of the season, the one that sent us to a Super Bowl, and we got Diggs, Davis, and Davis didn't even get his hands on the ball. I mean, we got no. receivers that could have got open with design plays to get them open. You have to go back yeah. to, to freaking playground football, man. Let's score. And, and that's what killed me is you put – you putting all this trust in a guy that you really haven't trusted up to this point. You've been giving the ball more to your rookie in Zach Moss versus Devin Singletary. So why the hell did that make sense at all? It didn't. Like It made no sense at all. You can tell this team has not trusted Devin Singletary all season. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been second. he's been playing second fiddle to Zach Moss the whole entire year. So why are you going to trust him in the most important game of the season to this point and expect it to be different? Yeah, right. It, it, and Singletary didn't even have – I mean, granted, I know we're knocking Singletary. He had an awful game. I, and why would they keep going to him in, in big situations? The guy had six carries for 17 yards in, in arguably the biggest build game in the past 25 years. Your leading rusher is your quarterback. When have we seen – we've seen similar box scores, guys. We've seen it all season. The Bills don't have a great outcome when Josh Allen is their leading rusher as well as, obviously, their quarterback on the field. You can't have your quarterback running for 88 yards, throwing for 287, and and hoping that you can pull out a victory. You need a running game. And, and I'm telling you, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit here, but we need to tackle finding a, a serviceable running back this offseason because it's one thing that we need. We've seen it time and time again this year. Devin Singletary is not the answer. I think Zach Moss is good. But when you look at the rest of the running game. No. <laughs> I don't think Zach no. Moss is the answer. I think he's a. I, I think he's I a third think, down back. He's your. Like, I do. Get those three we have four a zero, yards on We have a zero-two-three situation. Yeah. We have a zero-two-three situation. We got to find that guy in that first slot. Singletary yeah. is about a third back to me. He's always been that way to me. I've never had a lot of faith in Singletary. Singletary will be phenomenal in a in a type of offense that spread the offense that like a Reggie Bush type of guy, you know, get him on face. Reggie used to get his butt tore up trying to run through that hole every damn week. And everybody knew it. Cause he was light on his feet. He was he was too light of a back. Moss is a harder running this thing every but Singletary has issues picking them holes, man. I'll see it. It closes up too fast. Our line can't hold the the holes open long enough for him to make cuts. He just is not a good power runner. I say he stays obviously because that's part of his deal, and they just won't admit that they screwed up on that deal. But we need to get a power back in here, and I don't care if it's a veteran, man. Let's try to fuel up, see what Ingram's got. Let's see what Adrian Peterson can maybe give us for a year. Like, let's try something to, to solidify a running game because with no running game and the Buffalo Bills going into a playoff game, I'm not kidding. They should have went to every damn trick play they had 
to get receivers and tight ends open the entire game and got KC off of the game because Kansas City came in saying this, they can't run on us. So we're going to just defend the hell out of the pass, use our line to go get Josh because we can beat their offensive line. And that was literally their plan. And they did it. Yep. It just they shut them down it. so quick. And I mean, you look at the running backs. So why are you, I get that Zach Moss is injured, but why did you bring in Devonta Freeman and then play TJ Yeldon over him? Yeah. Like, I mean, T.J. Yelding kind of actually low-key performed better than Nevin Singletary did. But at the same sentence, like, I want to give me some Devonta yeah. Freeman. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. They need yeah. they need I to take care of the running back. Too. And then they bit Singletary. They bit Singletary. They took him out of the game. You know, like, they could have honestly did that in the second quarter. And uh, got Freeman out there. Let's try some new blood if you insist on trying to run this damn ball and ignoring the fact that we have – Pro Bowl caliber receivers out there at every position, even a rookie, you know, arguably has had one of the most phenomenal years of rookies out there. Um, I get it. He got shut down this game, but I say he didn't really get shut down. I think that the plays weren't designed in his favor. I think that Josh was so rattled back there for various reasons because of the pass rush and everything else. He didn't run as much as he wanted to run, and, and which I actually never knocked that because I want Josh to pass more because we actually have the weapons, and I don't trust Josh, to be honest running the football because he carries that ball like a loaf of bread. So I don't really trust him uh, running the ball all the time. You know, I don't. I prefer that he pass the ball. But he, so, they needed to address that halftime in the box. We should have came out swinging. And there's no way we lose a game like that and beat ourselves. And you could see, like, he was trying to play the old game he used to play where he was trying to be a hero. And that's not what we right. need Josh to do. We need Josh to throw the football. We do not need him running all over the field sliding possibly getting injured like none of that like we did not need him to play hero right. but he i think he took it upon himself to be that guy who's like well we're down by a lot we need to get some yards i'm just gonna run this i'm gonna do it myself he did exactly what he did in houston right. last year he did exactly yep. what he did in houston right. last year and, and and obviously it didn't improve well the bottom line is this though if you look at if you look at the box score from this game if you can maybe hold the chiefs to 10 points instead of 21 points in the second quarter you got a football game going into the fourth. Other than the second quarter, the Bills played pretty good. I mean, eliminate the second quarter. or I, I Obviously, I know you can't, but make the second quarter zeros for both teams. The Bills win this game. and They just did not play well in the second quarter. Mahomes was clicking, and the Bills got in too many third and short situations. And I kept, I kept looking at my one friend, and I was like, is third and three our favorite number? I feel like they had third and three seven or eight times in that game, and you gotta you gotta find the guy. You you have to go out in free agency this year and find a power back or or somebody that Josh can trust on third down and short to to get those big plays. If you can come on third and three, and third and four, and, and and get a first down when you're at the twenty five yard line, you you win that game. And they couldn't get the third. If you down. have a normal Fredo, if you have a normal running game, you and you you go back to that huddle, and you say, "All right, bet it up. Here we go. We're about to run this thing for these three yards. Yeah. Easy, easy." And on a normal situation, and we don't have that So now what we? Yeah, yeah, we go back. We should have hit our tight end on plays like that. I mean, you got to stay past man when you're a passing team, and especially if that's all you got. That's how you win. Um, you can't go switching the game up, and you. You damn sure can't stay the same when, when every single announcer, every single fan, every single person, I know when I look at it, I say, hey, I know we don't have a running game, but we will, we're about to light your ass up in the air all four quarters, bringing the heat. We didn't do it. 
And that's the problem. It's definitely a rough um, – it just sucks because, like, they were so many – they were so close to winning that game. And the bottom line is obviously they, they, they didn't, they came up short and it's, it, it, it's like Houston all over again, but the, but we did make it to the AFC championship game. There's, there's not really a lot to hang our heads, our hats on. on this yeah. Game. To they be honest, we've been super negative, but I think we can take a lot of positives from this. A lot of oh my God, yeah. was there was a lot of records broken this year. A lot of demons oh were exercised. I mean, you won your division. You swept the AFC. You won your playoff game. Allen and Diggs just breaking franchise records all over the place. Diggs is the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Like, I mean, you can't ask for – I mean, you can ask for the Super Bowl win, but this is a humongous improvement, and I don't think any of us expected the season to go the way it did. I don't think anybody did. And honestly, Ashley, this was a great distraction um given everything that's happened over the last 10 months 11 months with coronavirus and being able to kind of sit down and just watch these games on on sundays and monday nights and tuesday nights whenever the bills did play um it, it was a very nice distraction to kind of forget about what's going on in the world and, and they made it really darn far and i think the future is only bright i think it's going to be a repeat next year um hopefully they don't lose this game um, but they obviously have to fix some things. And I know we talked about finding a serve, finding a running back, finding, finding a guy that can replace Singletary. I don't, I don't know if you just get rid of Singletary. I don't know if you keep him on the roster. It's being, he's not going to get rid of him. He's going to keep him around, but, but any coach watching that, that film, anything else knows that they, I hope they're not just planning on running Moss and Singletary next year. You know why? Because I like Moss. I do think he's stronger back than Singletary, but we need a stud at running back to complete this team because you need to complete that triple-headed snake. You know, right now, yeah, we have everybody fearing our wide receivers, but nobody respecting that running game at all. And, and not to, like you guys were just saying, not to diminish anything we've done all season. I get it. Buffalo Bills, leaps and bounds. I mean, they showed up this year and showed out. Yeah, we, we definitely had a, a, a team that dominated. They dominated our division. They dominated teams out of our division. The Buffalo Bills came to play this year. All I'm saying is we are talking about a particular game. So game to game, this was the game that ultimately judges your success. If you regress in that game and go backwards from what you had learned and achieved all season, that's what's on the table right now. If you want to sit up and now rehash all the beautiful times and all, oh, my God, we were kicking, but we we could talk about wins all day, but let's talk about what we're talking about, man. We could have went to the Super Bowl. And that's when you need to step up. Oh, this is this is a good point. So Ashley and I were on the Hoof uh, podcast last week with our boy Anthony in Denver. And it was an excellent show. We had an A-ball. We, in fact, we stayed online for, what, an hour and a half after the show, Ashley, with all of them? Yeah, oh, like two hours. Shit. That was crazy. <laughs> Two, two hours, we didn't get off the line. Two hours, the show's over. We're still talking football and everything, We're still right? talking. But anyway, <laughs> the, po- the point is this. On that podcast, one of their fans said, would you rate Josh Allen a superstar quarterback? So he passed the question around to everybody. I shot it down immediately because Josh, no, he is not a superstar quarterback. He had a hell of a season. He's made hell of an improvement from where he came from. But video of that KC game shows why he's not a superstar quarterback because he made critical amateur mistakes and superstar quarterbacks will not make those mistakes you will not run back 20 30 yards without grounding that ball or even just getting wrapped up and take a five-yard loss versus a 20-yard loss 
I mean, there's a lot, and not only that, some of those passes that we even completed were almost interceptions. I mean, he had a crappy game. I mean, he was throwing balls up there, man, ducks, and uh, they were almost picked up that weren't picked. So, no, he's not a superstar. Josh is a phenomenal quarterback. He is the weight of our team. He is going to be our future, and I think he's going to be phenomenal. But as far as the, the, the issue, if he's a superstar, no, he's not. He's up, He's a rising star, and he's going to be even better next year than this year, and so will the Buffalo Bills as long as they put in a few key pieces that we need. Yep, and that's that's going to be the key next year because I think, you, like you just said, like there's only a couple pieces missing. You know, we need maybe a little bit of offensive line help. I know Cody Ford was hurt, so that kind of screwed things up at the end of the season. You definitely need that running back help. You need, I think, tight end definitely needs a little competition with Dawson Knox. Um, right. I, I want to see someone I else. I think you need a veteran to go with Dawson Knox. I don't think it's even just competition. I think you need a, a guy to kind of show him the ropes. I mean, Knox is still really raw. Because just watching right. Travis Kelsey and that be like, you know, we could, you could just, you can't be Travis Kelsey, but you could definitely do better at that position. Not to yeah. put down yeah, you can. I like him as a player, but he, we could do better. There's, there's well, two you can do better as a player if you get some help from your coaches to devise plans where you don't have to beat a fast linebacker or don't have to beat, you know, a safety that's coming down. You know, you have to play to your strengths. If you know you don't have the speediest uh, tight end out there, you know, the biggest, most physical guy, then you divide place for this soft guy to, you know, get some soft touches, you know, and just eat short. You know, we don't have that guy. Kelsey, let's not even talk about that guy. He's a freak. I mean, he's like J.J. Watson. I mean, (laughs) there's nothing to say about that guy. I knew he was going to have 100 yards that game, but I just knew we would have 400 yards. (laughs) Yep. I'll I'll tell you this. I'm looking at the, the the top 100 free agents from po- Pro Football Focus. I know we always give Pro Football Focus shit, but when when you look at this article, it's pretty accurate in terms of who's available and, and predicting where they'll go. They actually predict that the Bills are going to sign Richard Sherman this season, which would be a great – I mean, that would be a great addition to the defense. He's expensive. He's expensive. But aside from that, uh, running back-wise, Aaron Jones is available this offseason. Had a great year with Green Bay. He's a power back. He's big. He's he's hard to tackle. I think Aaron. I think he, along with Zach Moss, would would accompany each other nicely. There we go. They're similar I'm, I'm builds. They're they're power backs. They're big guys. They fight for extra yards. And, and Jones is fast. He's a fast son of a gun. I I think that that would be a great addition. Another great addition to this offense. And, and other than I mean, obviously, you guys have to keep enough money to sign Matt Milano. That's a, in my opinion, you went oh, yeah. what thirteen and one this year with him. You, yep. you need to you need to sign Matt Milano and, and just pay the guy and just that's priority number you one. You got to pay it. Easy, but I, I will say low risk, low risk, high reward here, guys. And I want to hear what you have to say about this. There's rumors that he was going to be a bill once before and it didn't go well. But how do you feel about signing a guy like Antonio Brown to a cheap deal, one, two, maybe three million dollars? No. Give Allen nope. another weapon. Nope. No, 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 no. We all, have other stuff to all, focus Antonio on. Brown's gonna, he's going to stay down there where he is, especially yeah. in the Super Bowl. Listen, Antonio Brown, I don't even want any parts of that. You know why? No, because no. I have no problems with what we're running right now. We've got guys that are going to be even better next year. You know, Davis is going to yeah. be a star. You know, we start using that boy. He doesn't like we hey, did in the ball season. Who? Well, he, he is sorry. I, I was saying he is going to be a star. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to be phenomenal, man. Well, I mean, then, you know, we, I, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. 
I was going to say our receiver room is like this, one of the biggest strengths of this team. So I don't really think they're going to target anybody else in the off season. I mean, they're already in a conundrum with who to resign out of their own guys. I mean, you got Isaiah McKenzie and Andre Roberts. What do you do with that? So like, we already don't have money to tie up in the receiver room because we're trying to figure out our own guys, how to keep them because both of them, I don't think you can keep both. You don't have the money for both. So how, how are you picking between your all pro returner? And Isaiah McKenzie, who opens up a ton of plays on offense with jet sweeps and all these other crazy things he did this year. You know, like, you really have to think about your own guys first before you go out into the pool of free agents. Of course, we're going to need some additions. But another redeeming quality is free agents will actually want to come here this year because we made it to the AFC Championship. So guys might be willing to take a pay cut if they have a chance at getting a ring. Well, the bottom line is you're one step away from winning a Super Bowl, and that's what Brandon Bean's going to be telling these free agents that are coming in for visits at One Bills Drive this offseason is that, hey, you guys saw that we made it to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, you guys saw that we got our shit rocked against KC, but we want we want to beat them this year, and we think that you you can help us do that. And I think, for example, Richard Truman, I think that would be a phenomenal addition. To I would love that because Levi be Wallace is restricted this year, I think. And, and, I mean, Josh Norman's good. I, I, I still think you keep Josh yeah. Norman. But for your third, I would keep him for a third. For, for your third corner. I mean, yeah, because, honestly, their other option was E.J. Gaines, but he opted out. And then I think, honestly, he was pretty They, cut, the EJ, they cut E.J. Gaines. Yeah, they, they cut, cut E.J. Gaines the other day. No, I know. That's why I said it, though. Like, initially, I think that was their plan opposite Trey White. Right. But when he opted out, like, he didn't, you know, and then they didn't pay him. It's like, well, he was injury prone when he was here anyways before. So, Exactly. I mean, well, you would get 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 exact... What's that? Go, go, go I was going to say, you were trying to get in a point. Go ahead. No, it's just the cornerback situation. You know, bringing in Sherman, you know, that's good. Sherman is definitely a, um, all pro, obviously. I mean, you can't knock his record. Trash talker galore. I mean, he would bring some heat to our secondary for sure um, and compliment it. Norman, you know, Josh out there is a liability to me. I, I see Josh get beat all the time. Like, I mean, Josh Norman, honestly, when he's out there, I'm nervous. You know, he got to pick a two for us this year, you know, but he's just not there. But as a solid three, I guess it will work out. Um, it will work out for us. But defensively, if we can, we need to focus on what happened in this, particularly in this game and a few other games. And I made the joke all year about Ed Oliver. He ties up space, and I get it. He plugs up a hole because he's just spinning around in a circle. I got it. But – we need a good edge rusher, man. We need somebody to come here and put some heat on those boys. Like, there's no excuse for letting a crippled quarterback stand in a pocket for four quarters and not make him scramble. You know, no excuse for that. You get the heat on those boys. Can I tell you two names that come to mind for free agents this year in terms of edge? Well, there's three, actually. One being Jadavion Clowney. Mm. Two being Yannick Ngakwe. And my, my third, I think you can get him at a relatively cheaper deal than those other two, is Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree had a phenomenal year for Pittsburgh this year. If you could bring in a guy like Bud Dupree to come off the edge, I mean, he was unstoppable. He was arguably, until he got injured this year, he was probably top 10 at, 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 or definitely top five in his position, but arguably top 10 in terms of in, as an asset for his team in, in the entire league. He had, he had a great year this year before going down. I think you can get him for maybe eight, nine, ten million dollars, maybe sign into a one-year prove-it kind of contract, um, and, and go from there. Um, Ashley, you mentioned Isaiah McKenzie. That I mean, I, I'm I've, I've been trying to find what he's 
set to make next year, and I can't find it anywhere. He's a free agent. I'm not sure what he made this year. Oh, um, see, I'm not even sure. But here's it. the thing. I want to go back to the addresser point because the problem is, is we keep forgetting that we have someone on our team already that is coming back next year, and it's Star Latulale. I think that's going to fix a no, lot of the you problems. You know what? That is right. That is going to fix yeah, but, so yeah. many problems. Here, I'm here to tell you that once you get Star Latulale back on that line, Jerry Harris is going to have one hell of an easier time to get to that quarterback. Obviously, you're going to need someone on the op opposite side of Jerry Hughes, but – I think that's going to be a humongous help. It's so understated how yeah. much Starla Chulele means to this defense. I, and one, one other thing before we yeah, – I, I want to talk about Josh's contract extension before we have to go this week. But um, I just found it, actually. Isaiah McKenzie made $825,000 this year. Um, that was his base uh, salary. So if, if, if Isaiah McKenzie's only going to cost you less than a million dollars, I say keep him. Uh, he, he proves to be an asset, especially when we play teams uh, like the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. He imitates their quarterback for us in practice. I think that's a skill that a lot of teams look for. And if you can keep him for under a million bucks, I think that's a no-brainer. Um, I, I want to talk about Josh Allen and a, and a potential contract extension um, and the rumors that are going around. I know Nick Wright. Uh, I know Ashley blocked him. He's blocked him. Bag. Bye. He's, See ya. He's a scumbag. He's a scumbag. I, I hate Nick Wright. I just he, honestly, I never commented on him too much. I commented on maybe the first thing he said initially when he's like, Josh Rayle really isn't that great, blah, blah, blah. Before it blew up into this big thing where people are putting like penises on his nose and all that other stuff. <laughs> I didn't partake in any of that. Um, but to be honest, I just felt the block was necessary because nobody would stop talking about it. And I'm just like, I don't even want to look at this guy anymore. Like, I just blocked him. I said, we're done here. <laughs> I, I I will say I, I, there's rumors going. <laughs> that was good. Here's, here's Sorry, the thing. Here. I had to do it. Here's, okay, here's the thing. Though. Here's the thing. In terms in terms of Josh Allen, I know there's rumors going around that the the Texans are going to be calling every single team out there trying to field Deshaun Watson. No, you don't answer. You answer the call, but no. A, it's going to be way too much. Here's what you do. Hey, nice to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, how are you? That's all I gotta right. say. That's all I gotta say. We have our guy, and, and and the bottom line is we haven't had a guy like this that is and that's this well liked in the media. That's that's this well liked amongst the fans that sells jerseys the way he has. And obviously, that's not the number one factor to look at. But there we haven't a, had a guy like after this. his grandmother at Oshai Children's Hospital. The yeah, man is he, going nowhere. Josh is not leaving. But that this is the point that I want to bring up, though. The contract extension before next season, Josh made uh, his base salary. I know signing bonuses and all that um, make it a lot more, but his base salary this year was only seven hundred and fifty thousand bucks. His, sign, oh, wow. his, sign, his signing bonus was three point three. His roster bonus was one point seven. He made he made his his total cap hit was six million dollars this year. A little less than that. Wow, you gotta pay you. You gotta pay the guy. That's a bargain. The title game, yes. But guess what? The bargains are over with, and you, you have to pay the guy. But I want to go around the horn here, and I, and I could start it off. What do we pay Josh Allen? I think you pay you, you sign Josh Allen for a seven eight year deal, and I think he gets anywhere from thirty to thirty five million dollars a year. Mahomes is making fifty. 
you can't insult the guy and say, here's half. You can't say, here's 25. But he also won an well, MVP and a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. I don't right. want to shortchange right. Josh Allen, not at all. He definitely deserves to get paid. 100%. But you can't throw out that kind of money just yet. Obviously, you're going you to do, do the contract extension this year. Of course, they're going to you know, do it before his fifth-year option comes up. But I would, I would probably have to agree. I would say 30, 35, maybe even 40 a year. Yeah. Million a year? I wouldn't. Okay. It's my term. Listen. <laughs> Josh <laughs> said, Allen, are you done? <laughs> Hey, you know, listen, Josh Allen, let's go back to this. We are talking about a guy last year who improved, who was choking because he was still fairly green. Year before that, he was horrible. He's still learning. So when you really look at this, you've got a quarterback who's in a developmental league in his mind, right? So he's doing yoga and all kind of off-season stuff and, you know, Reiki and all kind of treatment. You know, so we got a guy that is wanting to win, you know, and he's put it all on the field. I mean, he's, he's playing 100% better than he was. I do get it. We went to an AFC championship. We won the East. I, I, know, I know all that stuff is freaking phenomenal. But we won those things because they created the perfect storm and spent some money and got us some talent in here. Wide receivers and stuff. You know, we got a defense that was locked down. We got finally locked down. You know, even the run. They started sucking it up a little mm -hmm. bit with the run. But, but – I just think that you have to keep the guy, obviously. He is our total future. But I'm not saying you pay this guy $35, $40 million. He hasn't really – I don't think that he's earned that echelon yet. And it would almost be crazy to think that against a, a quarterback like Mahomes who's getting $50 million, you know, what, $450 million contract Mahomes is on. You can't do Josh like that just yet. But I do think you pay the guy 20-something million a year, like a 25. When Peyton Manning and, and um, Brady were in their last seasons on their team, I mean, they were making 20, 25 million, you know, $30 million uh, season. So we're going to go way over that and pay Josh that, who hasn't won, you know, a substantial playoff game yet, which would have been last week, or a Super Bowl yet. No but that's MVP. the problem. That's the problem with negotiating now, though, is you see the guy who sets the market, and then their agent swings for that market. We should have had okay, Sam on tonight to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I mean, I think I, they'll pay him. Don't get me wrong. I think they'll pay him, and I'm not saying he hasn't him. earned some money. They'll definitely pay him. What he's got paid this year for what he's done, I do get his low balling. I mean, he is due a contract for sure, triple what he's making right now per year, which will be damn near $20 million a year for Josh. If he did that, that's a great contract. You know why? Because if we are as good as we were this year, and if we are as good as we predict we're going to be next year, we might get to that Super Bowl. And if he wins something like that, just because you have an eight-year deal doesn't mean that that's always the deal. Guys, you know, when you get real good, True. even if you're under a deal, you get good, and then you say, hey, listen, I'm too good for what you're paying me. I'm not coming to training camp, and you're going to rene renegotiate my contract. Well, and, and then they like, pay more. Jordan Poyer got a raise this year because he performed extremely well last season, and he, it was yeah. a well-deserved right. raise. So they see that, right. and they acknowledge that as well, I think, too. They're not right. stupid. I, I think, Josh, I at least think it's a six-year deal. In, in all honesty, I think it's at least six oh, years. Oh, for sure. Anywhere. Yeah. And, Will, I think, the, I think the basement's 20. I think the absolute minimum they'll do is 20. I think the max, and, and we've seen some dumb Bills contracts before. I, I don't think Brandon Bean is probably 30 million a year. 
I yeah. think I think thirty is a comfortable number. I don't think you go higher than thirty-five or forty. Um, because no. you got to keep in mind, Mahomes is making fifty a year. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's damn good, but he's not Pat Mahomes. Right. And I think that that gives you room for fifteen, anywhere from twelve to fifteen million dollars as as a quote-unquote discount. Um, right. But speaking of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they have a Super Bowl, um, their second straight Super Bowl appearance on Sunday against the Bucks with the, with the F and Do. Um, but I wanted to just go on just really quick. Buccaneers are getting. <laughs> Buccaneers are getting three points as the home team. Um, what do you guys think is the outcome on Sunday? Nobody wins. Well, yeah, yeah. I think, you know what, I'll tell you what. I've, I've never, ever been a fan of Brady winning, ever, because no. I was sick of him because he spent all of his time, including, including his time at home with his kid and his wife and with his parents, beating us. Like, I don't care where he was, he just beat us, like, in his mind and on the field. So that's why I never liked Brady. But the reality is this. Tom Brady's a monster. Probably and him. you know what? Even, even when he played sometimes and he, were, he was in our division, I looked at him and said, you know what, man, congratulations. Because you are damn good. So the fact that he's going to another Super Bowl, I'm actually pulling for Brady to win the Super Bowl because I do believe, for one, seriously, no shifty, I think they're a the better team. Um, they def- I mean, they are on all three. Back, back on week you know, three and four, I would never say that because they look like they might get swept this season. They were playing so horrible. They couldn't get on the same yeah. page, Brady and the wide receivers. But right now, they're locked in. The defense is nasty. Their two-headed snake running game is incredible. And I do believe that they can beat KC, especially knowing that uh, Mahomes is still, you know, shook up. And if they can put some heat on him, you know, and get him scrambling like we should have done, which they will because their pass rush is nice. Uh, I think that they beat. I think they beat KC by a couple touchdowns in this show. Wow. I, I will say I, I'm I'm on the bus train. Two things. One, you you know everybody in the country is going to bet Kansas City. Vegas never loses. Vegas never loses. It's a three point spread. I, I think I think the Bay wins this one. I think they win thirty three thirty one. I think honestly, I do think it'd be a good game. Will uh, you, you took some of the words out of my mouth? Tampa Bay is a good team. The Bills played this team. The Bills played both of these teams next year. Um, and I'm going to say an early prediction, and we'll see if I'm right. I think the opening kickoff uh, Thursday night game this year is going to be Bills-Chiefs. I think um, so, too. Absolutely. I mean, it's an offensive house matchup. It's a AFC championship game rematch. I could 100% see that game as the first game of the NFL season. But I think the Bucs can win this game. I don't think the Bucs are a dark horse. I think a lot of people are writing them off similar to the Bills. But also, here's the thing. They're home. They're the first team to ever play at home in the Super Bowl. I think there's a lot behind that. I mean, they get to wake up in their own bed every single day this week. They don't have to travel. They don't have to deal with any out-of-town media. They're dealing with everything that they deal with every single week. They're practicing in their own facility. They're, they're working out at their own facility. They're eating at their own homes. They're not staying in a hotel room. A, a lot, and, and in Kansas City's not either. They're not flying to San Tobago Friday. But there's a lot There's a lot behind that that I think is in Tampa Bay's favor. Um, I think Tampa Bay wins this game on Sunday. I, I really do. I do. I, okay, I'm going to go back on my little um, you know, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> All right. So here's my opinions on this game. I think Brady really wants to just prove that he can do it without Belichick and he wants to get a ring. And I know he's saying he's playing past 45, whatever. I don't believe that for a second, but you know, I think he's going to find a way to get a ring, another ring or two on another team. 
so he can truly say he was the best that there ever was because let's be honest as much as we hate to admit it he is um and then you got you know kansas city who's got all these weapons all over the place offense and defense defensive guys who who can make a play um I, i just i don't see tom losing I don't. So I don't have a score for you, but no. I'm going to go probably with the Bucks. You know what? This sucks. We should be saying Bills, Bucks. And, and I said the second the Bucks won, I was like, God, that headline would be amazing. Bills versus Brady. Right. They get to go after. And we said, we said it all year. We said ah, it all year. Look at this flag. Oh, it's so <laughs> I will say, it's going to be a good game. I, I, I do think it's going to be a good game. And the point spread's a little low. I was shocked by that. I thought Casey would be favored by a little more. Um, but it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be um, a good Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55. Hopefully the Bills are in Super Bowl 56. I believe it's in New Orleans next year. If I'm not mistaken, I could I be wrong. So. But bottom line is this. There's nothing that Bills fans, Bills Mafia, and this team can really hang their hats on. It was a phenomenal year. Uh, we were all along for the ride, um, and there's only – better things to come you don't go 13 and 3 one year and it's a fluke everybody's got to remember this and this is the hardest one of the hardest schedules in the nfl and the bills still managed to win 13 games and could have won i think it was nine or ten straight games if there was if it wasn't right. for if it wasn't for play called the hail murray and i finally deleted that video from our list here Proud of you. thank god thank god it only took all season but, well, but, I mean, that's the thing, though. The bottom line is you don't go 13-3 one year and 6-10 and 10 the next year. You could, but bottom line is this team has a lot built. Jordan Poyer tweeted the, earlier today and said, the foundation's there. We're ready. Let's do this. And I, I do think that the Bills are um, heading in the right direction, and next year will be even more exciting than, than this year was. And I just have some closing words on the season. Um, I just want to thank everybody that had a hand in this season whether it be the coaches, whether it be the players, whether it be our fellow Bills Mafia fans, everyone in this whole entire year has played such a crucial role. And I'm so thankful for everyone. I mean, literally Mafia means family. We've learned that this team, these coaches, this town, we're all a family. And I've come to appreciate every emotion I felt this year, whether it be frustration, whether it be anger, whether it been happy, laughing, crying, I've done it all. Watching this team, you go through such a range of emotions this year. And just to see our guys out there putting it all on the line. I mean, you see Cole Beasley with a broken fibula at the end of the end of the year playing through all the playoffs on it. That's just crazy town. That's how much this meant to these guys. You see Stefan Diggs with that sad face, hands on his helmet at the end of the game, Sean McDermott. Like, they're all brothers in there. So we're not going to go backwards. We're only going to move forward. So I just want to say thank you, all you guys. You know, it's been a great year. I appreciate everybody. Love y'all. Hey, well said. Hey, listen, I want to say this. I'm in the season like this. So the Buffalo Bills, I know I, I know I got down on them a little while ago about this game. Rightfully so. I mean, I feel that we should have won that game. But speaking on the season, you know, yeah, it was one hell of a season. I get really emotional. You know, I know we got the joke that, you know, I'm the OG of the podcast. Obviously, I am. But the truth of the matter is, I've been watching us lose for years. I've been watching my personal friends out there busting their butts trying to win games and you know, uh, the organization not helping them by bringing in talent. So when we finally get the perfect storm, great quarterback, we got good receivers, we have good coaches, you get really upset when you lose. And especially when 
it's a year of a pandemic. You know, everybody's been going through a lot this year, you know, ups and downs, families going through things, the whole city's going through things, the world is going through things. But you have to ride high when you're riding high. And the Buffalo Bills brought this city a whole new regime of joy. I mean, we were super happy to finally be winning. It actually felt natural. It didn't even feel like, oh, my God, I hope we win this week. It was looking past teams, you know, on yeah. to the next team because we felt we were that good. So, you know, we, we are thankful for that. We are thankful for uh, where we have come. Uh, we are definitely thankful for where we're going because I do believe that we are going to phenomenal places. We will be back in the playoffs again. There's no question about it. I just want to put the little pieces and the little tweaks in there to get us over that hump so that we don't get to that plateau and keep falling short. You know, get us to that next level. And I do believe that we'll get there with this organization. I'll tell you this right now. Mark my words on February 1st, 2021. If the Bills sign a solid running back and, and a decent member for the second, another decent member for the secondary this offseason, or just honestly any name to add to the defense that we already have, and obviously Star Latula is coming back, this team will win the Super Bowl next year. And I think that they, they have everything in place. Jordan pulled at it. Um, the guys have said it. The, the feeling in the locker room this year around Buffalo, it was just amazing. I mean, you see people partying in the street for one playoff win. Um, right. And, and just – and, and obviously, I mean, everybody would have loved to be at those playoff games. I, I, I was fortunate enough to go to all three. I spent quite a bit of money to do it, and I'm not regretting it. I'm a little upset that I had to. I know that with season tickets, we would have spent a fraction of that. Um, but the bottom line is this. This team, Buffalo and the Bills are back, and we've waited a long time to say that. And I, I do think the future is only going to be brighter and, and will be just – better for years to come. I mean, this team has what it takes. Now we just have to see what they could do in the offseason and see what they could do next season with a way easier school. Um, I, I personally think the Bills are going to go 13-3 and three again next year at least. Um, but here, you, you started it this year. Here's your foundation. You just keep building on it from here. And what a great way to start a foundation. And kudos to Brandon right, Bean right. and Tom McDermott. They, they did an excellent job here over the last excellent four job. years. Turning Love things around. And All right, Rex, get I said it. The bills are back. So, um, but guys, uh, thanks for everything. This has been a season. Um, we, we're, we're, I'm personally working on some stuff for the season, so stay tuned um, on our channel. We're, we're going to try to get some interviews and stuff like that to kind of keep your minds busy uh, for the next six, seven months. And we'll be back in the fall to break down another Bills sin. Uh, it'll be season four of this thing. So we're going to keep it going, and um, the future is only brighter, and, and you can really only go up from here. So um, let's see what happens uh, in the future and future seasons. But it, it was a fun ride, guys, and, and you know what? It just Hopefully it continues next season and in years to come. There it is. Hey, keep your heads up. Let's go Buffalo. Next year we'll get them. It is and what it is. And, and go it save It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeet! We gotta end with a yeet, also. Yeet! <laughs> no, yeet! We out. <laughs> yeet for Stevie. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're, we're gonna end this week. We're gonna end this week with um a rap that a distant cousin of mine actually made um, about Buffalo. He made it after or before the Ravens game, and um, it's pretty good. He ties in a lot of what Buffalo has to offer, and it was a pretty good rap. I told him I'd play it. So uh, we're going to end this week with uh, the Buffalo Anthem from Rich Liano.
Thanks, guys. Successful season. All right, let's get it. We'll see you uh, in the offseason. As always, go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> go Bills.